0: I said what you know about
1: Listening to the stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Say hello, Andre Conaparo. Hello. Say hello, Chris Stewart. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. (laughs) How are you? We're here today in Los Angeles. It's Thursday, July 16th. I
2: just got back from
1: New York last night.
2: We are shoehorning an episode in.
1: Yeah, you got back into town yesterday and you're leaving tomorrow morning. Stewie. We're I still going to bring the
0: heat. I got a job. I'm You're pumped still for this. this. Stewie's got, Stewie's a, got a job. Got I'm wearing shorts.
1: J-O-B. Could have fooled anybody. Summer's. still riding high off of last week's podcast, which was great. Yeah, that was a real nice one. Great feedback, too. Yeah, good feedback. Yeah, you got good feedback? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good social. I don't
2: get feedback. I don't know. Because you have no,
1: <laughs> you have no social media.
2: Okay. But there's a lot of good action on Twitter. But like, we hang out, so you guys could tell me about it. I, I saw you. Even last, gone. last time
0: I saw you was the podcast. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah, what are they like? What do we talk about?
1: <laughs> I think like someone from Munchies read re- 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 tweeted, tweeted it, maybe. and then like
2: somebody else. Well, I saw Lucky a Munchies Peach maybe did. I saw a Munchies episode on my Delta flight yesterday that was very enjoyable. Which one was it? The guide to w- Oaxacan food.
0: Oh, right on. Oh. It was fun. Fun. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. time on July. Oaxacan Oaxaca is
2: so hot right in now. In
0: literary Oaxaca? Or yes. or just yeah, yeah. It was okay. the
2: Vice Munchies head. I think it was the Vice Munchie's head of Mexican food or maybe Vice Mexican head editor or something. Hmm. I editor of Mon- the title Mon- Monches. But he was he was based in Mexico. Vice He was Monches. going to Oaxaca to talk about food and he went to pretty much every every place he went to and wanted to eat at or drink at. Oaxaca is and so hot right now. Mm-hmm. Mezcal was a big topic of That's it as good. well, which is cool. Yeah,
1: I was actually I was talking to this dude who works at, Wellawetsa um, oh, here in ah, L.A., yeah. which is a Oaxacan restaurant, and I was recording a, a video segment with him, all about like all the food they do. But then, this dude who works there, who also does like the, their, uh, they do the micheladas. To go, like the, the mi- little the mix to go, the mix to go where yeah. it, lo- it looks like a a five hour energy drink, yeah, <laughs> like a little mini plastic bottle. And I've seen the that. cold case on the way out. Yeah, you just pour it, but they're shelf stable, not refrigerated.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You, the you the just pour there. it into
0: your beer, and boom.
2: I think that was like one of the last meals. That's one of the last places I ate before I left for this Orlando job. Interesting. Maggie and I went and had dinner there. Oh, to so we
0: Yeah. Any, any crickets?
2: We did not order any crickets, did but I think good. I don't think you, you actually can order. Regular, like the fried crickets you get in Oaxaca, it's like crickets mixed into some of the food, I think. They a little, to it on. I don't know party, actually. No. I've never had the
0: crickets. I just had it in a little side plate like in a little monkey dish. It's delicious. Oh they they oh, okay. Yeah. yeah they nice. Just a side of crickets? Yeah, almost like you get like uh almost my alm- monkey almonds dish almonds with crickets. <laughs> hey, machango's though. Can I get some more crickets? Thank you. <laughs> can you explain what a monkey dish is to our listeners? Yeah, a monkey dish is just like that side dish you would get like say you went to a, a Japanese restaurant and that for the wasabi and and uh, uh-huh. and soy sauce. And, so it's
2: not something I'd, of Indiana Jones and the, so the Temple of Doom served in a whole
0: monkey paw it's not a I hollowed know, out skull i don't really <laughs> you know? sure i don't know uh okay. i'm not all right i don't know the origin of the name but it just when you see it and, and you're like ah and okay restaurants they would call me sepien because i had you know i used to have real big hair so everybody google sepien and you'll be like oh got it because i look like that dude a mm, lot okay. so like hey ah, sepien what, what are the jungles those jungles those jungles like two monkeys yeah and, uh, and like oh that thing <laughs> and it's like Oh, that's clearly a monkey dish, and I don't know why, but it's just <laughs> totally a monkey dish. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's going to be like a KCRW next week exploring the origins of the monkey dish. <laughs> we have a great story <laughs> behind it. Just, so it's basically a small two inch diameter bowl that you put a side of sour cream in or, yeah, or, or crickets.
0: Exactly. Or crickets. or crickets. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yay.
2: But Guilghetza, uh, they, they definitely have a lot of stuff to go. They hit you with all their moles that you can take with you. hmm. And. The michelada mix, see?
1: The michelada is good there. It is yeah. good. The horchata is good there.
0: Oh, that's right. Nice. The
1: they have the horchata They do it in, uh, I guess, the traditional style, which I've never had anywhere else. But it's the horchata, and then they have a cactus uh, syrup. Oh. oh. A cactus fruit syrup, which is hot pink, like magenta.
0: Oh, sure. So
1: yeah. they pour that on top. It's like a floater of that on top, and then it kind of does a gradient fill floater where like the white horchata and the red magenta syrup makes like this weird hot pink thing like when you pour cream in your iced coffee mm-hmm. also and hit with mezcal a, a fine brunoise of cantaloupe oh yeah and then some shaved nutmeg and wait no no, no some crushed walnuts on top oh really it's so random and i was uh, asking them like what is the deal like this is amazing the best way to eat horchata and Like why do you guys put crushed walnuts on top of your horchata, and they're like, I don't know, it's just what you do.
2: (laughs) It sounds kind of like a, um, like a scorpion bowl. Yeah, it does. Have like fourteen pieces of flair hanging out, which Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of. So I like that idea. I'm a fan of flair as well. But we, one the mole is really good, and they've got eighteen different kinds of mole. Um, Mole But the my girlfriend's vegetarian,
0: and I can't. I don't even know if I can pronounce this right, so
2: I won't even try but the the corn truffle which is one of the things we oui, la coche
0: we highly- oui, la coche
2: is it, is it hui oui, la coche okay so the t is silent or no, or we, it's
1: like we,
0: half soft. soft.
2: The, soft. Tea, is, very the soft. tea is soft. Huy, la, Huy la coche. La coche. But she's she gets really excited when she sees that on a menu. Really, really? On, a, on a vegetarian menu. Yeah. Well, it's so it's like savory. One of her if you, favorite things. If you're
0: vegetarian, it's one of those few times you Meaty can get something. And, yeah, 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 like totally. a umami. It's, it's a really it cool makes sense. flavor.
1: But also, it's a very like disgusting thing to a lot of people. It
2: yeah, looks on paper, it. but if you put it, if you fed that, I feel like if you feed somebody who doesn't like. Fish sauce. They're gonna taste fish sauce. It's like, disgusting. But you put or
0: you smell it. <laughs> if you put it
2: with a coche in anything, you're like, What'd you think? I'm like, that's no, really good. Yeah. Like that was corn fungus. hmm So like when you know like I don't know. It's yeah, true. I agree. People on paper probably most people might be turned off, or a lot of people how, would be. But it's how was good How is,
1: how is how was it served for her?
2: It was in one of, like, the, the what they describe as one of their Mexican pizzas, which I think is the Oaxacan street food.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The, the big guys? Yeah. I actually those got to make so one good. of those. Oh, is that
2: Aguala Huerta. What are they nice. called? I don't remember I what it's called. I can't remember either.
0: I always forget, but that's my favorite thing I get there, because I've never yeah. had it anywhere else in my life, and it's gigantic.
2: Well, it's kind of served open face, but traditionally, isn't it kind of folded? I've seen both, yeah. I've seen my, there. Oh, they serve. I feel way. like I have two different kinds there. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I wasn't but, sure.
1: Yeah, I I I got to make one of those. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh, delicious. Um, yeah. Um. It's like it's basically it like a delicious. Mexican pizza, but right. it, it's what they're pretty famous for. But they they get the the tortillas flown in from Oaxaca. It was very similar to like when we were when we had the guy from Little Jewel on. Yeah. And he gets his bread flown in from Lausana Lo, every day. But, yeah, they get these tortillas, and they're super, they're probably, like, two, in, two feet in diameter. And they, they, the veg, not all of them, but, I, I mean, I guess the vegetarian one doesn't have it. But they, they take pork rinds and, or chicharron, chicharrones, and they grind them up into a paste to the point where it becomes sort of soft and liquidy, kind of like a garlic paste. Oh, that makes sense. And then it's it's it looks kind of like a more thick, dense garlic paste, and it's just like pork flavor condensed times a million. Right. And they just do a very thin smear of that all over the entire tortilla first, as like the marinara sauce of the pizza. Then the beans, and then like the Oaxacan stringy cheese. Yep. And then just like cabbage on there, and hit it on the grill for. They just cook it open on the grill for yeah. like two, three minutes.
0: And then boom, a la plancha. It reminds me in a weird way of the Ethiopian f- uh, sourdough flatbread that you get, where everything is dumped mm-hmm. on top, and you're kind of ripping at it and using that as yeah. A you're supposed it. to use your hands. Yeah. So if you get other dishes there, and you have that pa- Mexican, it's kind of like a crepe-like texture. Yeah, in it, a good way. It, exactly. And you, I would use that as my vessel for eating other things. I think that's that's why it exists. Yeah. So I'm so
1: yeah. mad as I, I can't think of the name of uh, that damn thing. I'm looking it up, but I don't. Anyways,
0: you'll find it. Oh, should we talk about this delicious beer we're drinking right here? This summertime wit beer from... Let's get sponsored. 21st Amendment. Wait, is it, is hey, guys. Called a, yes, yes, it, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Like, what, is this like T-E-Y?
2: T-L-A-Y-U-D-A. Okay. I like how you did a video spot, and I watched a video on it yesterday, but I was like, I
0: don't even know what that is.
1: Chaluda? Chaluda? Tayaluda. Chaluda. <laughs> so sorry to all of our Spanish-speaking yeah. or Mexican listeners. You can hear the pitchfork Ugh. sharpened. Yeah, and the we're, really, being lit. we're butchering the language. Lo siento, lo siento, lo
2: siento. Pero, pero delicioso. <laughs> <laughs> gracias, gracias.
1: But we, well, I was I was talking to the guy who actually is going to be a future guest on this podcast. I was speaking with him today. That's great. But he's like a mole. I mean, sorry, a mezcal master. Right. Uh, yeah. And I learned so much about mezcal. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn hovens <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and it's uh it's it's very I don't know like the thing I like about it the most is the all the labels on it are, are like works of art right. they're all like super, like the labels that you'd see on a wine bottle or something like that yeah they're just so tight looking
0: I like it when it comes to me in a Christmas party in a two liter sprite bottle that's my favorite kind of mess call oh. and that shit was five bucks and a cook just came back from a trip and he's like Zabiyin, zabiyin. Like yes, and like, and then I just am blind and just and, lose and sight life for a couple of days. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a little disability. That's and the Back move. to work. Mm-hmm. You get that good stuff, and it comes and, yeah, yeah, like in. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that plastic bottle.
2: Sprite bottles are the best way to hold alcohol for a, <laughs> for a safe for a But safe that's also journey. how you get On the
0: Lolo. Like when
1: you go to Italy and get the olive oil from the street right. market, you yes. bring your little one
2: liter bottle. And you fill it up. Yeah, but like the deconstructive properties of olive oil aren't like a it's, homemade fucking it's, bathtub mescal. It's, it's Just, just it's pla- okay. It's you okay. can <laughs> you can see the smoke wisping off the plastic <laughs> melting by the time you got just it back over. Just for smuggling, my friend. I'm sure it's actually totally sure. neutral. Yeah, you yeah, can well, get alcohol and plastic. Yeah. Of
0: yeah. The last bar I worked at, uh, we had the we had like three or four different ones, and they're distinctly different. Well, rubbing alcohol so were comes in plastic, so it's, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mean it's good Yeah, but that's been sealed. Um, right. And yeah, the the bartender like, immediately transferred it. Lid real tight. That's like, yeah. see, that's, that's, yeah. medical. that's science right there too, right? Yeah. Well, one of the head bartenders saw it and was like, "We have to get these into glass immediately. This is terrible." <laughs> like, yeah, please, let's do that now. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that leaching either. It's a terrible thing. It's not pop off, dog. Let's get it popping. Oh yeah,
1: I was there. he he was saying he went to the visit one of the mezcal places i mean I, I don't know if it's a distillery is what you would call it but whatever like up in the middle of yeah. the jungle just in the middle of nowhere and they'll take all of the mescal that they've which is basically just tequila or agave mm-hmm. right the agave plant that they have then
2: tequila is a type of mescal
1: yeah so tequila is just the straight blue agave it's kind of like not exactly but it's kind of like the uh like the mash, like the corn mash version of whiskey. Like it's...
2: yeah. Well, tequila has to be made in that region of tequila. And it's only blue agave, I guess, according mm. to the aficionados. And so, not all mescal is tequila, but all tequila is a type of mescal.
1: Kind of like white dog to whiskey. Yeah, it's basically this. It's the same thing, but it's but the mezcal is then treated with smoke and wood and yeah, all those other things. Yeah, but the white
2: things. dog thing and the white whiskey thing is a total. It's a marketing. It's a marketing alcohol because basically, it's <clears throat> most of the time when you see it on a shelf, it's being made by a company that has to wait four years to make their whiskey because they need to age to actually call either bourbon or a certain yeah. type mm-hmm. of whiskey. So while they have their liquor license or not their they're, um, they're licensed to make alcohol, to distill. Once they get their distillery license, they have to wait this amount of time to age and appropriately market their alcohol. They're being, well, we can turn out this stuff. We're going to label as cool moonshine or this or that. <laughs> and it basically is a fa- flavorless corn or rye alcohol that has no depth. And just either has a high good. alcohol content, right. yeah. yeah. You get but, that, but some would argue yeah, that is, is argue that's tequila compared to mezcal. I don't know enough about that argument. I don't know enough about
0: mezcal and tequila. Was, to it's make not that an exact... but I
2: can say the white whiskey thing is ninety-five percent of the
0: time a joke. There's only one I can stand behind, that's Coval, Koval K O V A L, and that is delicious white whiskey. Is it? But that's because okay. it's like a really strong white whiskey distillery. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was when I as a former server, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always just. Make the parallel like tequila to mezcal is to mezcal as to as whiskey is to scotch. That's the mm-hmm, easy, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Just in the in the smoke, just in the straight flavor profile. Forget about the yeah, yeah, yeah. the the so for the, the smoking. Diatri- absolutely, mezcal yeah, is it.
2: always ten times more smoky. It's because yeah, I, yeah I, they I cook that remember. shit underground, dog. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, you talked to – you have know, Japanese whiskey. They lay the cactus,
2: was, so they lay the that, they lay the agave over. Like hot coals, and then bury it, and that's how they char the mm-hmm. agave while they're making the skull. That's why it's always so much smoking. And I
1: learned about the worm too.
2: Yeah, these little tiny guy, right?
1: Well, the worm, the worm is not so much added in as it is already appearing in the in the plant. In the agave. So they'll harvest the whole agave plant, cut it and cut it open, and it'll have worms crawling through it. Yep. And oh. before you'd be like, bummer, my plan is ruined. But they they used it, and it really does add a elevated new flavor, hmm. not unlike an umami flavor that you would Makes get sense. from a, a protein. You get that same thing going on. So he made me do like a blind taste test between one with a worm and one without, like a, like the same kind of mescal with worm and without, and you could totally taste the difference. It's like a little... Because you swallowed eight worms, <laughs> like this one. There uh, was no worm. They, I am sure. There was no actual worm, no. but it had like this weird kind depth. of like mushroomy, umami, yeah. like like when you add a little anchovy or fish sauce to something, like that little bit of something in there mm. where you like, it just tastes better. It rounds it out. It
0: lingers nicely. And
1: it's more especial.
0: Have you or anybody ever swallowed the There's worm? Stank on it.
1: I don't know if I, I don't think so. I've only done it at like Spencer's
0: Gifts. I sure have. Spencer's Gifts. You you've swallowed the worm? Yep. And? I just got drunk. Ah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine
2: anything sitting in alcohol like that really ends up having a ton of flavor. I didn't like chew it. Put, yeah. I mean, it's like it's, right. like, it's not. I'm sure it just prepared, tastes like nothing. It's not a prepared piece of food, then slowly aged in alcohol it's kind of like here's a worm
0: have fun tourist I think it's probably like a good luck thing you know like oh somebody has to get that last shot you know it's like right, if it ends up in your glass you're just like oh well. know and when up, you're mate. impressing that blind date <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah then, that's what I do Ben then
2: doesn't call you back because you realize you just did the opposite of yeah. impressing her <laughs> I'll eat the back yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah all
0: my blind dates we do a whole bottle of mezcal to the head <laughs> that's what we do uh-huh.
1: or else I'm out of here mm-hmm.
0: have I ever been on a blind date I've been on one blind date that's right really Uh uh-huh, okay. I sure have
1: Mm-hmm. I've never been on a blind date.
0: Yeah, I have been on one blind date.
2: What was his name? <laughs> I was going to say that, and I was like, I shouldn't say that joke. God
0: damn it. Yes. <laughs> Allison Louie. Really? Yes, it was. Calling ah, out names. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, she's great. We'll talk more about that off pod. <laughs> <laughs> you already know, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I just got back from New York. You just got back, Andre, from Orlando. I feel like we both had. Very different experiences. Different food experiences. <laughs> I've, I've been going to New York uh, almost, it seems like, weekly, weekly right? at yeah. this point, working on this Apple radio show that I'm doing All right. on Apple Beats 1 Called Money Pizza Respect. Why did you look at me like that when you said that? Because I have to look at somebody to do my radio voice. Beats
2: one. I have to do like It's a, really good. I have to do like a dead stare eye contact with it, somebody. I was working all day this Sunday, so I missed the second one. But I, I was very excited and listened. The first one I was making food... Fourth of July, or did it come out on? Third of July. Third Fourth of July. Third of July. Wait, it was, then it was, no, fifth. No, no. no, it was a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. it was a, day, it was a was Sunday afternoon. I was doing something that day, or oh, maybe I was just going to a barbecue after 4th Oh July. yeah, BT Tub Sundays at three. To listen to it. <laughs> Sundays at three Sunday. p.m. PST. And the first episode was fantastic with a Thank whole you. lot of Nelly and a whole lot of fun. <laughs> a whole lot of Nelly, a whole lot of fun.
0: Andale, andale, mama, Yeah. I've
1: been going out there a lot and experiencing foods of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a better. Journey than you did in Orlando. I uh, did not
2: have, I, I mean, I didn't have a single good meal. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole lot of obscenely expensive catered food uh-huh. that none of it was good. Uh-huh. Um, I ate at kind of a hole in the wall Cuban place that was in a strip mall by my house and it was good. It was like a like, little. Did you find it on Yelp? No, 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 no. I didn't even have really time to Yelp. I mean, it was just like Who has oh, the time? busy. No time yeah. to yelp. <laughs> I normally would. It was a work trip and it was like one of those moments where like. When I had time, I was so tired, I just wanted to sleep.
1: But you weren't in Orlando on pleasure? No, I was not. <laughs> it was, so it was a work trip. Okay. It was
2: a four-week vacation to Epcot. Um, but I had one really fun meal at Benihana, which to me is always a really fun meal. And the food is always edible. And it's like, it's fine. It's so not that was good. A, it's
1: not bad. But you. But when yeah, you're on a five,
2: five-day trip and the highlights Benihana, you know you did not have a yeah. good meal. <laughs> five days? Five days. Oh, in Orlando. Gosh. Yeah, I was just like... just.
0: Pulling Whatever mackerel. it food
2: was being served at this thing, and it was fine, but meh.
0: Any cicada or anything like that? Is it buggy out there?
2: It was, I mean, it was, I remember getting back to the hotel at like 3 in the morning, and it was 98 degrees outside. And I just couldn't and, and humid beyond. Ninety eight degrees experience. in O Town. Mm. And and it just never just never <laughs> relenting. And you know when you go somewhere and the locals are talking about how bad it is, then you realize they're like, Why do we even live here? <laughs> and you're like, Oh, this is not me being sensitive to the weather I don't know. This is me being a human being that is like this is not tolerable conditions.
1: What kind of do they have a lot of Asian food there?
2: You know what, that was one thing, because I did try, I did like some very simple kind of Googling before I went, being like, oh, if I have some time, I'll do something, and apparently there's a really nice neighborhood, um, I want to say near Winter Park, which is in, still don't even know where that is, but this is just from Googling, and there was a lot of good Vietnamese and Thai food, and they talked about it, like a little Saigon, and I was like, oh, God, I'll go there, that'll be great, that'll be light, and it'll be probably good. Mm-hmm. Never made it out there, because it was like 30 minutes from the hotel, and... Never felt like I had time to spend 30 minutes driving anywhere. Mm-hmm. just wanted to go to bed, beddy by time. Um, and then I read something about a really good pizza place that was, again, 35 minutes away. And in mm-hmm. the end, I just, like, I gave up. And I'm sure this is not a totally fair review to Orlando. This is more of a personal anecdote. Mm-hmm. But it was not easy to find good food. I mean, I think it was... What was, was your worst in meal chance. in Orlando? It was at a it was at a breakfast at a diner, and um, it was just the food was gross but fine. But it was like when you're at be a 24 hour diner, the people you're surrounded by just affect the food you're eating. Sure. When you're just looking at reasons why the world hates us, and it's like there's no smothered onions on my grits, <laughs> and he's just yelling abusively at like waitresses, and they're like. That girl don't get it. It's <laughs> like your eggs taste 50% less It makes your food taste much good. worse. So wow. that, I mean, it was, it was probably the <laughs> diner. And then the food at all these really expensive catered events. It was, you know, it's really weird. On paper, they look good. And they had, like, you know, pork shumai. You know, they had a dim sum station. And it was all the worst dim sum you've ever eaten. And it's just like, ugh, I don't want it. So So it, I think it, this kind of, like, I I was wondering why a lot of times catered food is so bad and wedding food is so bad for the most part. Like, unless you have a friend who really loves food and he's like, Oh, I got to try this. You know, like, I got this great person to do this. 99% of the time, when you're like, Oh, wow, it looks like a really cool fried appetizer. Oh, this is just disgusting cheese fried with like mm-hmm. shrimp in the middle. It's just, like, I don't understand why it's <clears throat> such a miss all the
1: time. I, I think for that, I, I think it's like <clears throat> halfway like, the majority of the people are easier to please than somebody who might listen to this podcast or is in this room. Yeah. So, like, I'd say statistically, the majority of the people at this event would be like, "Food is good," because they just don't, you know. The same way, the majority of people will see, you know, the a, a huge movie. They'll, you know, they'll see Ted Two or. Or uh, whatever, really bad movie is up right now, and be like, "It's good. I really liked it." Or like, "I really thought American Sniper was, you know, stuff like that."
2: Well, I know it's a case. A, a case can be made about volume. You know, like no matter. Well, that's what, the other, thing is the, that's like the other that. thing. is the volume? The other thing is the volume. Is where it gets you.
0: Yeah, but that's I, when you keep it simple. I know. I
2: that's exactly it. I would agree.
1: It's. T- I mean, I, I've been to a lot of carrot events that do suck, and weddings that also do suck and i feel like you really in yeah and it it's every what your environment is is almost never set up adequately for what you are trying to do yeah Volume, like the venue that you're cooking at that you're preparing this meal for 300
2: people is never i went ideal. to i went to one wedding that had really good food how My many friend, people got it's like 150 luck 150 but it was my friend Danny Amherst's wedding, and they – one, I think they have really – they're smart about food and, and they have good taste in general. And they skipped all the filet and, and salmon and steak and whatever it was and went straight for family-style, on-the-table Italian food made by somebody who could cook it really well. Okay, and pasta is one of those things that you can smart. cook for 300 people have sauces simmering, get out hot, you know, have the Mm -hmm. pasta cooked well, the sauce is there. You know, like a big arugula salad, a few different sides, a few different kinds of pastas, meat, vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was, I was like, this is, I would order this food somewhere. This was really good. And I, I think that there are cooks that cater that can make better food than what they're putting out. You know, they're just under certain restrictions, and and this is what happens. But that's what – when you're ordering food that's supposed to aesthetically or on paper impress people, like, do you want the filet option? As opposed, like, this is what's going to taste the best, you know, and this is what I should be serving everyone, and nobody should be bitching about a half-poorly-cooked steak. They should be really happy they got a great plate of pasta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that's like – you know. the
0: threshold is so much easier with pasta versus a steak yeah <clears throat>
2: getting steak out at the same time for steak and people people—it's not gonna dish. happen yeah
0: it's around. always
1: this yeah you always get the the bad steak yeah. with the cold wilt like soggy arugula spears and you and it's kind of disappointing Or you get like the the grilled chicken breast with some cold potatoes that are almost cooked through and like a
2: yeah. really
1: bad red wine reduction sauce
2: Raw, like, uh, I've been, t- I've also been to weddings that, like, it seems like a raw bar if you're at least, raw bar? <laughs> no, but, like, if you're at least semi, uh, s- have a decent level of quality to what you're putting out, it's like, get good oysters, shuck good oysters, put them out. That's not going go to Sh- uh, go wrong. Did you say shuck good oysters? That's, that's not going to go wrong. If you can poach a decent amount of shrimp and put it out, that's great. If you've got some crab claws... Fine. That's not one of the. That's one of those things that you can get right very easily as long as you're sourcing good ingredients.
1: Sure, true. But then you're getting in. You know, when you're looking at your bottom line on the, on the price wedding last budget, that's not going
2: to happen. Anything I do, you're like, trust me, there will never be a raw bar at any event you come to my house. <laughs> yeah, if but, you if you go to the wedding, that has crab legs. It, has it? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Fine. If your if your wedding has crab legs, do not divorce that woman. But that goes back hagen.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's expensive, but in the conversation, it goes back to that's what keep it simple
0: yeah which was my well i have a few favorites but my uh i was a wedding in portland maine in august it's like lobster season they have at that time of the year there's actually it was it was september um there's at some point there's actually lobster rolls you can get at mcdonald's because they're so abundant and i had we all hate lobster. You're
2: talking about West Coast or
0: East Coast? It's been Maine, Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Portland, We've Maine. Maine a, yeah. Okay. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Trust me, I know. I know Portland, Maine and, well. I know you know, and uh, I don't I think it costs a, f- a fortune because it was just no. It's so funny. abundant I'm going, out there. It's great.
2: I'm leaving tomorrow for New Hampshire and Maine. Because
0: lobster's cheap in Maine, right? It. Certain times of the year.
2: I have been there. No, it's 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 usually like it's continually seasonal. So I've been there when it's been three bucks a pound. Mm-hmm. What?
1: And on word on the
2: street is it's now 11, 12 bucks a pound this yeah. season. Oh, bummer. And it's because for the last couple of years, the Canadians have been fishing on that coast, but not in U.S. territory, but claiming that it's so close that it's Maine lobster and selling it as Maine lobster, and there's like this big thing going on. Oh. And so that got shut down because that was lowering the prices. So this season, apparently, lobster is insanely expensive. Hmm still just as delicious. But yeah, I've gone to the docks. Canada paid blame. four bucks a lobster. It's delicious, you know, man. And it's been And also, so 11, fresh. 12 a pound
1: for somebody in Los Angeles, that's like very affordable. That is affordable. insanely cheap. Absolutely. That but is, three dollars yeah. a pound, that's like, for, oh, it's, that's like chicken gizzard prices. It's crazy how cheap it yeah, is. Yeah,
2: it's cheaper than steak. I mean, you'll go there, you'll get a, a live fresh Maine lobster and it's cheaper than buying, you know, like a bad steak from a grocery <laughs> store. And
0: <laughs> it's much better than it is out here, too. It just tastes better. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Not just So you, so you went to a better. wedding where everyone got Everybody. their own lobster? Unless you were v- vegetarian or weren't feeling lobster. Yeah, we all had lobster. Unless you think First you're better, better than me. You, you, got you, uh, you got a f- lobster? <laughs> <problem? Huh>? You got a fucking problem? You don't know me like that.
2: I am excited because I am going for a wedding. And there is the rehearsal dinner is a, a lobster bag. Yeah, so. well, and anyway, and, the, and yeah. the
0: equivalent here, I went to a wedding and it was just a taco bar and it was like it was genius fantastic so easy like here's a bunch of tortillas here's beans and rice that stuff's never going bad in a chafing dish steak will go bad in all the years that we were vegetarian I remember having, as long as
2: you're getting somebody catering and making really good al pastor yeah or just stuff regular like that. Like,
0: beans and rice almost get better perfect a like, chafing dish yeah reduce, reduces, reduces they get
1: into some weird thingy
0: I mean like the vegetarian vegan life and the would, ways I, I went to it's just like those portobellos. oh god do you think steak's bad nothing worse than just like a janky portobello it's been sitting there for hours and hours (laughs) that's actually the name of me ain't nothing
2: worse than a bootleg mushroom y'all the Uh, name of my new pop-up
0: janky portobello i
2: have flashbacks (laughs) yeah Yeah. so so when you had
1: a lobster for everyone how how many like a hundred people at this wedding yeah roughly and that they were able to execute whole steamed lobsters for everyone
0: Easily it worked out fine. Just, yeah, they had. Did you have to crack it and open it all yourself? Yeah, we did it ourselves. I had somebody show me. I'd never done it before in my life. Yeah.
1: Do you think that's a little too messy for wedding wedding clothing?
0: because nah, you know it's coming. Was that you wedding? Was that rehearsal? That's proper wedding. Did oh, you get wow. bibs or did you get like a
1: full? Like, we have, were you like we had
0: a pretty good side bib, <laughs> uh, and that was that was on the heels of of me giving a nice little best man speech to Warks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. I was I was on cloud fucking nine. How many dry eyes were in the house? Uh, seven. Nario one. Nario one. Just the children that were playing in the leaves. Just the just the help who didn't speak
2: English. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's saying. The oh. lops is delicious, but the love this man has for this <laughs> woman. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the taco.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, people would, people might argue that. I mean, the taco thing is pretty popular. People might argue that that's a little bit of it's a little too that's low good, class for a wedding.
2: That's be uh, like no. I don't mean elevated as in like fusion, but it has to be like by somebody who makes like if you had guisados do your taco bar yes. at your wedding, which would be cheaper than probably doing a hundred fillets or yes. whatever it is. Oh yeah, it would be mind blowing.
0: And they're yeah. efficient. They but we're just not talking about out. like
2: go, hiring Dave from a local restaurant, being like make asada, and he's like I got that. And you're like yeah, I don't so believe you.
1: so I think that's the caveat is if you're gonna do the do the taco thing. It has to be like really, really good. Well, I mean, I I remember that. It has to be so good where you're like, I'm glad I'm eating this right now. Yeah.
0: When I first moved to L. A. and somehow by the grace of God, I just I I lived adjacent to Taco Zones, like the greatest, in my eyes, the greatest taco truck I've ever by been to. By the grace of it's God, I lived
1: near Sunset and
2: Alvarado. <laughs> <I didn't, no. laughs> it's <true laughs> One of
0: the worst intersections in all of time. I didn't say the intersection. I, I, I picked Taco Zone. It's actually Montana. By the grace
2: of God, I lived by Vons. <laughs> I did <laughs> live by a, whole, a
0: taco zone.
2: Taco Zone inside the parking <laughs> yeah. lot at night. Mm-hmm. But 88
0: drummers, they were. it was, uh, that's a long story, you just look up 88 drummers. Uh, they had, remember, I don't know if you remember, Jason was there. In the park, they had Taco Zone catered the That's event, amazing. and it was genius. It oh yeah! Was like, it well, was, how much would that
1: cost? It was a it was a Nike event at
0: it Lakma was LACMA. it Lakma? It was near the near the tar, pits, the tar pits. Yeah.
1: In Lakma, where they had eighty eight drummers form their drum kits in like a geometric spiral a snake. shape. yes. Yeah, and viral. then the band Boredoms, this Japanese noise band, he played drums in the middle and orchestrated this rhythmic drum symphony. And I was like, this is like a very cool event That's that great. Nike is doing. And then there was a taco truck. It was the first time I ever had a taco zone. Was
0: it? How oh, far out?
1: And then there was a taco truck there. And I was like, I've been hearing about this taco truck. It was taco zone. Boom. Yeah. Hit me with the swadero. And I've been hooked ever since. Was I, Paul doing
2: it? I guess Paul wouldn't have worked No, was at that point, show. right? Shout
0: out yeah. to Paul Chang.
2: Paul, shout out Paul Chang. No, that, arbiter of taste and good food.
1: I had a, a wedding. My wedding situation that were is pretty much the only good food i had sorry for anyone who's listening whose wedding i've been to you no i mean i've been i've had good good foods but one of them uh there was luckily it was two people who work in the food industry
0: oh
2: yeah and they well, had that's, that's yeah that's so that different. was
1: that was the one thing but they they played it smart so for the appetizers it was all charcuterie right Oh, so God. everything good everything is is delicious and it's already made. There's no preparation. You just slice it, and keep you, it at temperature, and, or, and people put it on their plate and yeah. eat it. So it's yeah. just meats and pates and bread and cornichon pickles and mustard. You
0: could live for a good hour and a half.
1: And you know nobody is going to be bummed head on cheese.
0: that. Yeah, there was head cheese. I know you brought
2: me some. That. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Chase, yeah, I mean, so like cheese? that,
1: that is a great move because, yes. like, that's like the charcuterie is not is something that a lot of people don't always order because it's kind of like expensive and strange. And when you, when you,
2: it's way better than chicken cordon bleu fritters, yeah, yes, God, yes, yes.
1: But you know, when you go to a restaurant, sometimes the charcuterie plate can be like 30 bucks and it might be a bummer, right? Um, and you also might be eating some things that you don't even know what it is, but like. When you have access to that and it's all free and it's just
2: yeah, when you're in the food service, you're buying it woo. wholesale and you're just carving it and putting it out. Can't
1: and then the main course was a whole cooked pig, right? With tortillas and and salsa. That's smart. And that and that's also. I mean, when you have a whole cooked pig, obviously cooking that is hard to do. But when it's hard do you, to
0: do,
2: and it's hard to do well. Hard to do well because it's a really it's a, it can be a flavorless meal. Mm-hmm. You're really you're really relying on either saucing it with something or having insane insane quality in the pig because there's nothing to penetrate any of that meat it's mm-hmm. a tough skin to begin with the whole pig like the skin of a pig is really really tough to penetrate yeah, anyway yeah. I've tried but I've been, a, cause only I've cooked big pieces of, of pig with the skin on and it can be a challenge Oh yeah, and it's not what you think. Where you're like, oh, pork belly has skin on it. It's oh like, sure, yeah, it's no. different. <laughs> but, um, I've been to a wedding with a whole hog, and it was just like, this is like, this is safely cooked pig, but it doesn't really taste delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it you... wasn't raw in the center, but it was like,
1: huh? Right, right, right. Yeah. No, you can you can definitely have it not turn out so hot. But luckily, this was a person really who good. knew who had, who had who yeah. had pig cooking experience. But also, it is very easy to cook a whole pig and have it be relatively flavorless. But as long as you have like the bowl of the sauce on the side, you hit
2: anything on the side, a chimichurri, yeah, yeah, you, you salsa, hit the sauce or, or like or yeah. like
1: just just a bowl of the drippings, like all uh, the pan yeah, drippings yes, sure. and all that flavored dry rub, yeah. fat reduction stuff. You know, you just. You drizzle that yes. all over your flavorless pork meat and sop it up with some tortillas and, and you're good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
2: was thinking, too, that taco, the taco bar stays kind of there as opposed to them putting it away right away. Is there anything better than after drinking for three hours during the party and just being like, taco bar's still open? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, I was, that's amazing. Yeah. Well,
1: I think, and there's cake pops? What? Well, I think the, the trend for a lot of weddings that I've been seeing, for that similar feeling that you get, is the pizzas that get delivered at midnight, or the In-N-Out oh, yeah. truck yes. that shows yeah. up at midnight. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like a new popular trend in weddings, where you have the dinner at 7, everyone drinks and dances, and then at midnight when... What, when there's like one more hour left or something like that the the pizza delivery guy comes with 30 pizzas and then everyone is like kind of sloppily eating the pepperoni slice on the dance floor to kind of heal, what about heal their hangover
2: from your food tables like doing a del taco run just take <laughs> oh yeah that'll be
0: one of our weddings for sure yeah 100 percent let's do it brother's like, move uh
2: you're at table 18 right you have your server tonight doing a del taco run real quick so i to know if you need anything
0: dude it's el scorcho bar
2: del scorcho fountain oh god del scorcho fountain would oh, change no. the game or even just having
1: your wedding reception at a del tonco <laughs> no. cut the middle, man. No, nope, this is not a do you want to see do you want to see the fastest way to make your wife cry <laughs> yeah. Yeah. springdale and warner Have the wedding reception at a
2: del tonco <laughs> You want to get the the quickest route to having your uh, your wife's dad hate you mm-hmm. is him showing up to a Del Taco for the reception? Be
0: like the Del Taco parking lot, That's where we all hung out. No, uh, yeah, post ask, hardcore show. Asking
2: him Just going to Newport. Asking him yeah. for
1: his credit card to pay because like you guys are supposed to pay for like the wedding stuff, right?
0: Maybe uh You guys got uh, cash?
2: Uh, They're closing down the drive-through
0: window. It's 11 to get fuck, those slurpees and some Habit chips? Mm, mm. Even better.
1: Hmm. Um. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk carbonara. Oh. Last week I made some how carbonara. Is this, how is
2: this coming? How is carbonara coming back? Although it's never a tired subject, but carbonara hits this podcast hard.
1: I because <laughs> I'm 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 revisiting it because I finally perfected. Oh shit. How to make it? All right. I finally am 100 percent confident that I know exactly. Let me get the space pen. The, out, the right way I didn't to know make I
2: it. About, I was supposed to take notes today. I was
1: getting some research from my friend. David Cho, who's a Carbonara Police?
2: Yeah, who's been on this podcast? Who's been on this podcast?
0: And he's a Korean person, yet is the Carbonara Police. I
2: know.
0: Who knows? Mm. But hi, bud. I I have I
1: have made it like three times in the last month, and I've got it down. How's your cholesterol? <laughs> Things are going not very well in my body. <laughs> LDLs are off the chart. Uh, <laughs> I've I've switched to bucatini. Yeah. So, bucatini, Big which is bucatini. like the thick spaghetti that's hollow in the middle. Right. It's a. It's when a,
2: tossed well, the sauce goes on the inside and the inside. The
1: sauce goes on the inside and the inside. Mm.
2: It's, and it's also always dry. Yes.
1: It's always dry. Makes sense. It is more forgiving for cooking perfectly al dente because it's thicker. And it just seems to kind of look better and look more appetizing with the carbonara situation.
2: I mean, I. I can't imagine a situation where I'd rather have spaghetti than bucatini. Huge bucatini fan. Okay, there we go. So
1: we get we get the. Uh, well, walk us through. We get the. You get the guanciale. I also learned that you have to wash all the stuff off the outside of the guanciale. What's scrubs? What's the stuff? So when you buy the guanciale, oftentimes it is like wrapped in plastic and it has Just herbs and a ton of black pepper and all kinds of stuff on the outside that looks kind of like the outside of a salami. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ideally you would think to not remove that. But you're supposed to wash it all off, dry it, and then you cut it in. I cut it into like maybe half-inch cubes or so, kind of on the thicker side than you would assume. Mm. Put it in the pan cold with just a little splash of water, and then let it gently, gently, gently... Um, render render all the fat out so it, it, you want it to go slowly before it, it really gets
0: dark that and crispy sense. don't want to scorch it uh,
1: and then big mixing bowl you pour the guanciale that's cooked and all of the all of the, all of the oil I, I, I don't put all the oil in just so it's not f- too oily put it into like a big salad mixing bowl let that kind of cool down and then egg yolks go in and then for every egg yolk you add you add a quarter of the white just a little Mm, bit of the white okay then you grate the parmesan or the pecorino into that mixing bowl onto the cold raw eggs the cooked guanciale just
2: boom 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 you're not leaving the eggs out to be room temp
0: um i'm not leaving them out to be room Uh, actually no i am i am i just hold it in my hand honestly just like just cup it in two hands yeah. if I have to. It works really well. And I'm also, if you if, you forget. if
1: the, the the heat from the warm oil and guanciale will bring it up to room okay. temp. And then you just crack tons of very coarse black pepper in. Crack, crack, crack. Freshies. And then you use your tongs and whisk that all together until it's like this kind of brown, yellowy, weird slurry. Reserve some of the pasta water. Noodles go in. Dump all the noodles in there, but not don't, don't dump all of them because you don't want to add too many. Kind of add half, mix, mix, mix with the tongs for like a minute straight, boom, 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 a little bit of pasta water, and then you keep adding more of the pasta noodles until it has the nice amount of consistency between the sauce and the pasta, and then, and then you're good. Into the bowl, a little more pepper on top, a little more cheese on top if you want, and a little drizzle of uh, fine olive oil. Yeah.
2: Sounds amazing. Yeah, you can yeah. also take the whole peppercorns and kind of toast them, right? Bring the oil out. Oh! Yeah, yeah, Oh! look. Right. Just what I thought I had it all figured out. Grind it down. But, yeah, if you want to do whole peppercorns, So, whole toast peppercorns toasted. toasted. With no oil, just a hot pan. And that's going to naturally bring the oil out.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
2: Interesting.
0: Add a little smoke?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean it'll kind of like whenever you're toasting any kind of seed, nut, or anything that's got its own fat inside of it, which there's a little there's a little bit in peppercorn. Yeah. Not like there's as much in the cumin seed, but you're always gonna kinda add a depth of flavor to any whole spice that you're gonna toast. And just those aromatics. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. I'm gonna try that. dig that. Time.
2: But the recipe you just mentioned sounds perfect. And it sounds very much similar in the wheelhouse that we we're talking about, as simple as possible, and basically all those those five ingredients involved. Sounds, sounds pretty doable. Pasta water is included as an ingredient.
0: A yeah. crucial but, ingredient.
1: And it's it's a great dish that you can buy all the ingredients for at like your Italian deli kind yep. of thing. Like you, it really helps to get like an, a nice imported dry pasta from the Italian deli yep. instead of just going to Trader Joe's or Whole Foods and getting whatever thing
2: they have. I'm tired of saying it, but McCall's McCall's has a great guanciale at a very reasonable price.
1: I'm not kidding. Don't be tired of saying it. No. Oh. Yeah, and also just having stuff. guanciale in your house will make you I fat. feel like it makes you a better cook in general because you're it's like such a fine ingredient. It's it's yeah. really just
2: like a whole other level of quality of fat. It's also depending on where you're getting it. It usually has more fat content than a pancetta too. So when you're rendering it, rendering it slow, you're getting you have to use less depending on whether it's a good thing or bad thing guanciale is almost all fat yeah yeah, but I mean I've gotten fresh pancetta too that was like very fatty as well Yeah. Mm -hmm. but um, if you want that rendered pork fat flavor instead of a cleaner olive oil flavor you're going to be able to render down a lot out of guanciale which Mm -hmm. is nice good for scramby eggs in the Dreams. morning. Yeah, reserve that guanciale Good for oil. bananas. It's anything that you're making in Wait the morning. Wait a just minute. Drill, you talking to a little them. bit on your banana. That was a little dig at me. was not a dig. uh uh-uh. um, I bet you, I bet you frying, frying uh, bananas in hot guanciale oil would be an amazing be fantastic. little fantastic. Cu- Cubano style. That'd be very, very good. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I'm just saying.
0: Like, I'm yeah, the media not noche
1: not con guanciale plantanos.
0: Yeah, Time Woo! some crema, bro. Dude, that's on. that's
1: nice. Mm. If anyone's listening, and they're gonna make a Cuban sandwich with guanciale instead, and
2: make that was the milk. other thing. I was in Orlando, and I know it's not Miami, but I was kind of looking for good Cuban food. And I found that one spot that I mentioned real quickly that was kind of like it was cafeteria style, so everything was in trays. And It was still good. Had a nice like simmered um, pork chop with uh, kind of a, a chicken dish that seemed stewed as well and, and some nice black beans and rice and it was fine mm-hmm. and it was better than most things i ate the whole trip i was like i can't fucking orlando his meals are terrible i know that i'm missing a lot of things in this town that's why shack got drag. out of yeah. just, yeah, that's right he bounced <laughs> he couldn't get a good Cubano. Penny hardaway got hurt got because of it out. you know
1: that's the only reason why it's Shaq also bought. one of those yeah. times
2: where you see like you see every place has a cubano on the menu and you just know it's terrible like, oh you yeah, no, it's not going to be good. But I mean, you could oh, also
1: say yeah. the same thing about Miami. Like, there's a Cuban sandwich yeah. everywhere in Miami, and a lot of them are horrible. Yeah.
0: Ooh, a weird, a sleeper, uh, L.A. Cubano, Monte Fifty Two. I said, really fine Cuban. Can you say that again? Monte Fifty Two, Monte Fifty Two, Cubano. I'll try it. Yes.
1: Uh, I was in New York, and I had I had a lot of food, but none of it was very good. But I had two things of note that were good mm-hmm. worth talking about. The uh, I was staying at the Ace Hotel, and they have a sandwich shop built into it that makes sandwiches that are shitty. But they had <laughs> they have a broccoli double-decker taco that is so good. That's
0: a broccoli.
1: So it's a double-decker taco, taco, which means hard shell taco. And then there's, like, beans smeared in between. I think they may have with used... The flour tortilla on the outside. Flour tortilla on the outside. But I think they used, like, a hummus or something. Right, like, right, like yeah. a different kind of healthier option. And then it was, it was just kind of, like, cooked... They're, like, known for their broccoli sandwich, which I think is the only other good thing. But, like, it's just filled with broccoli and, like, some feta and some onions and some crunchy thingies like that. And it was really, really good. Without it... I mean,
2: I am not a proponent of, of Taco Bell, but... With my memory, I haven't eaten there in years. <laughs> Without was. a doubt, double decker taco was my favorite as a kid. It's great.
1: I feel like the world needs to explore. The it's double got decker seven more. different
2: kinds of texture. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you have to eat it, if you have to eat Taco <laughs> Bell, like that was the, yeah, double decker yeah. taco was a jam. I and mean, people, some people say Mexican pizza, but if, like if you didn't eat the Mexican pizza within ten seconds,
0: that's it was i How much cinnamon twist, man? That's about all I fuck with. Those, there.
2: Were, I mean, those were great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest trying that taco, and mm-hmm. but I think they're also expensive. They're like 5 <laughs> Five seventy-five or something. Per, like that. right? But you know Manhattan.
0: It was delicious though. But you know
2: Manhattan. The
0: Mexican spot maybe. at uh the Highline adjacent eatery. What's that place called? Oh my goodness, Highline adjacent eatery, Italy? No, there's. Oh goodness, I'm so far moved from New York. I don't go there on the on the regs. I mean, I'll look. In it Chelsea. Up. Yeah, Chelsea Market. Thank you. Chelsea Market, the Mexican restaurant over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, if you know, if you live in New York, you're in New York and you're Jones and some Mexican food, that taqueria is uber, uber jamming. Uber jamming. I've never been there. Great pastor. And I'm sorry That's I can't think things. of the name of it, but it's the only uh, taqueria sure at Chelsea Market. i it's not hard good taqueria there. in New York. I don't
2: know. There's a, I've been reading all this stuff about how New York food scene is really trying to make a claim at the taco.
0: They're trying. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's. I'm sure
1: they have figured it out by now. I know there are places that
0: are doing it. Oh, finally, something that L.A. can shit on New York about versus us trying to make New York pizza or New York bagels, like
2: I at um, Mission, Mission Cantina. Cantina and I, don't, I can't remember if we even talked about this, but I think I did. No. But I, I had a, one of my more memorable meals recently in the last couple months. There, it was fantastic. I had a, um, a duck liver tamale that oh. all sounds very fusiony and lame was absolutely fantastic so
1: sounds delicious no, I, I really it liked liver. it I really anything. liked
2: my entire meal there and was more impressed by that than anything else I had for the 10 days I was there in
0: New York so
1: I really want to go there I've heard that there's a little bit of and an the michelada
0: was really good too the menu looks great Yeah, always. there's flopping. also a trend
1: in New York a little bit I've heard of Putting peas in the guacamole. Yeah, Obama. No, I don't
2: think it was a trend in New York. I think it was an article in the New York Times that they just got decimated for even publishing. It was like Jesus. New York food. The New York Times food section mentioned like, hey, try something different. Try peas in guacamole. And the truth is like, so what? Like, yeah, or don't do it. But like, <laughs> you're going to come after that for fusion? And it's like, yeah, maybe – I mean – the I want exact, to try it. The only reason I say it, it was fucking stupid, the reaction, is that they got a tweet from Obama saying, "Like, I don't love the New York Times, but I don't think so. No peas in my guacamole. was like, you must have better things to do. Please <laughs> yes, tell please. me you've got better. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't write that tweet himself, but it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, like, They mentioned one thing. He's and, trying to work on the Latino vote. even in the title of the article, it was just like, don't call us crazy, but try this. And it's like... I will not try
0: the, Yeah, that like, is a preface it. was yeah. like
2: the America answer to a Mexican food that made yeah. no sense. It was like this flag will n- always fly <laughs> in my house. But like, I mean
1: What? I'm I've I'm, I'm a proponent of the blue cheese in the guacamole. Yeah. Which absolutely. is which on paper We've is a hundred times, times time, it's fantastic. It's a hundred times more sacrilegious sounding than putting peas in your guacamole, arguably. But like, there's a lot of people who would be like, What in the world are you doing this?
2: Look, I haven't even done it. My react, I I couldn't believe the reaction to it, but. When you think about it, putting peas in the guacamole, it's going to give you kind of a, a green flavor. It's going to have a little bit of pop and texture, like a pomegranate seed, which is very popular. Mm-hmm. Like a year ago, people were putting pomegranate seeds in their guacamole like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. It's just adding more texture. If you use a little bit of raw onion, you've got a little bit of texture there. Sure. If you're dicing tomato and the tomato's got some some bite to it, you'll have a little texture there. But it's just about adding... A, some people put pumpkin seeds like yeah. you would in a mole. You mm-hmm. know, like... You put pumpkin seeds in a, in a guacamole for texture, you know. It's just like, yeah. God, yeah. Why, people just lost their shit, and it was <laughs> it was really stupid to me. It's funny. I mean, have um, any of you tried it? No. Uh,
1: I'm going to try to make it.
2: But I would. All right. I would be happy. Look, if I went to somebody's house and I saw peas in the guacamole, I'm not going to flip the table and like start <laughs> blasting him on social
0: media I don't have. I wouldn't gram that. I just like, god damn it. He should right, be I'm working on his, mid, and his like mid-range Why, jump shot, at least.
2: I guarantee the majority of the people that were furious and texting them about it don't make a very good guacamole at home. Absolutely. Because it's not the simplest thing to do. No. no. I mean, it's not the easy... It is a very simple thing to do. But it's not the easiest thing to do. I've had more bad guacamoles in my life than I've had almost any other dip.
1: One, I would say one time, one out of ten times, the guacamole is good when huh. I go out.
2: I would, I would go like one out of five, but yeah, maybe one out of ten. Yeah, I agree.
1: Most people fuck up guacamole. Especially homemade. It's, it's a hard thing to make. It's, you have to have a very good palate with all of your seasoning ratios.
0: It's finesse is all hell. Nail it. Just like but the, the carbonara.
2: I'm looking at a pair of twins across the table right now that know their way around a guacamole. Yeah, so. man. <laughs> and there's
0: so many different ways to do it. I, mm-hmm. If tomatoes are good, I'm going to put tomato in there. If the tomatoes aren't good, I'm not going to put tomato in mm-hmm. it's like It's always that simple. I love just lime juice and salt and avocado, like that is also mm. good. But I love oh, putting okay. gobs of cilantro and some jalapenos. Yeah, and then yeah, jalapenos, serranos way. Um, little maybe a little raw onion. Don't I've, sleep. I've, I've onion. Don't sleep. I'm putting tabbouleh in there. Cheap. I've been making it's I, all I, good. I put tabbouleh in it for sure. All
2: good. Dab of cumin.
0: Mm.
2: I do. Oh, show
1: uh, cumin. I do a ceviche guacamole. Oh, that's nice. Where you make guacamole and yeah, you put, I'm
2: just trying to think if I've had that.
1: You've never had it. Never had it. It's it's still in the works. Okay. Woo. But it's like a ceviche that's heavy on avocado, and it all kind of turns mushed together. Good yeah. Yep. Um. With.
2: Using like a whitefish.
1: Whitefish and baby octopus. The little
0: elbow oh, yeah, is nice right, yeah, in, yeah. in a guac too, if you have to. If you, yeah, if your if your avocado's not right, round it out. You know, give it a little For bump sure. up. If it's yeah. if it's like under, if it's not quite there, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. The main problem with guac is a lot of people will make it. They just don't know how to. Yeah, I
0: would get a would right Yeah, that. That yeah, is honestly kinda. that's. That's basically. I would love the to see like James Silent need.
2: Bob strike back scene where the the editors for the New York Times food section go to everybody's house who tweeted them about shitty guacamole, <laughs> and tasted their homemade guacamole, and it was just like, yeah, this is fucking terrible. Like, you should yeah. have add a lot more than peas in this fucking trash you're serving <laughs> me right now. Man,
0: I bet if you pickled that pea, it'd be good as all hell. Pickled zing peas? Out there would be a little bit. be a little zing. I've yeah, never I'm heard of, kind of a pickled like, pea. Mm-hmm. I'd meet I mean, a I Green pea popped in my dome. I guess yeah. But the trick to, I mean, not the trick, there's so many tricks to guac, but like, let it sit. Like, make it. Yeah. And then throw it in the fridge and then bring it out before everybody comes, you know, let it come back up to the room temp. But it's got it all merry. It's like making potato salad. Guac it's gotta, in the fridge. It's got to merry for a little bit. Guac in the fridge. If needs be. Oh, my Lord. You got other things to do. Get that done first and knock on you know the, the fridge. You Sacrilege. Eh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. I just can't, like. Yeah, I shouldn't have even gone that far as I did on this. But when I saw no, that you should article have. It's great. and saw we've re- been drinking, I'm saw, fired up, and yeah, saw the reaction to it, I was like, "You guys are this is ridiculous. This is so silly."
1: Everybody, including the president, needs to be doing more things with their life. More yeah.
2: things their life, but also like the assumption. Yeah, the assumption that they're making great guacamole at home. I'm right. very skeptical of. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that I had in New York also that was really amazing that I've never had before. I went to this restaurant called. Cafe Clover in Tribeca which was a, over, a very expensive overpriced place. Mm, but, sounds great. <laughs> and everything I had there was not good. But one thing I had there was so good,
2: mescal. <laughs>
1: I had I had I ordered shishito peppers that were really undercooked and not good. Mm. I had a $22 steak that was the size of like my computer mouse. That was really dry. Bone in or anything, you know? No, it was, it was like a it was like a filet thing. Yeah. It was bad, but they made a risotto out of white or like yellow lentils, hmm. and um, <clears throat> chanterelle, like mini baby chanterelles, mushrooms and micro time. Micro time. Micro time. Micro is just petite, you know, cutesy little garnishing thyme. Oh, there you there that 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 would, time. develop
2: time. So off the stem. So
1: you could use. I mean, you could yeah. use regular thyme. It's. Just, I mean, it's not. Just little mini thyme leaves. Yeah, it's just more petite and and better looking for a garnish, depending on who you ask. But <coughs> it was so good, and I've never seen. Have you idea. ever seen a risotto with lentil? No, it was,
0: never. Did, was it like a like a blanched the lentils like there was it was softer? Have a little like toothsome to it. It was perfectly toothsome. Oh, really I mean, nice. it, when that's you a good idea.
1: in a in a kind of a darkly lit restaurant. It looked exactly like a regular risotto. I'll show you guys a picture. I don't sound like no, a boner, I mean,
2: I, but I love that idea. I, I'll, you're also talking to somebody who has who makes lentils a big batch of lentils once a week and it sits in the fridge. Good, like good source Lando of salad.
0: protein for a risotto. Oh,
2: it looks really good. I'm looking at a picture right now of Jason's phone. Everybody, I'm
1: showing them a pic. I mean, it look it looks we'll exactly like out. a
2: risotto. Yeah. It's going to be the picture for the podcast.
1: Yeah, micro <laughs> time
0: <micro-tom laughs> looks pretty one. good. Do uh,
1: yeah, it just looks like yeah, the micro time just looks like micro sprouts, anything yeah. But um, it's a great little alternative to a risotto if you want to not use rice,
0: or if you're out of rice. <laughs> Sometimes, rice. just like I got, yeah, I honest to God, like you, would, you wouldn't want to
2: use. Yeah, that, you wouldn't want to use green lentils. These are the orange. These are the softer yeah. French orange lentils, right? I'm assuming. And or even maybe not even the Indian orange lentils. They. They, they're harder to cook al dente, they break down softer when you cook yeah, they in they water. turn real mush real quick. Mm. But if this is the picture that you will see, it makes a lot of sense cuz it almost looks like maybe they mixed some of it with it kind of mashed and then added in some whole lentils uh, too it's it does look that way. It, which mimics rice a lot more than you would imagine. So you, so half lentil. the lentils
1: are kind of cooked all the way down into a mushy paste hummus situation. It looks like that and then to me. some of, And then the other half which, of lentils are left more hard great. and whole, which is a great, great idea. That. Smart. I would love to eat that. <clears throat> you should make it. It was delicious. Um, so go to Cafe Clover.
2: And don't order anything. Order that risotto. <laughs> like risotto. Dip out.
0: Go to another <laughs> restaurant.
2: It's the best... Uh, five bites of
1: sixteen dollars you've ever had in new york
0: tribeca
1: you know well, they're trying over there um how would you describe the decor
2: was it worth
1: i said the amount uh, of money that you spent no the decor, decor was food? nice i sat uh across the table from pacey from um
0: oh from
1: what's the, TV the show thing?
0: that's Oh my goodness! Everybody knows <laughs> Pacey. You, you just have to say Pacey. We all know. I can't I don't think of names. Wait yeah. for our lives to be over. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Claire? Creek. Dawson's Creek. Uh
1: huh. Pacey from D Creek was in the building. Yeah. Diz Creek, and apparently, and like his girlfriend or something like this, like a cool actress that was also there. Somebody huh. else
2: from Dawson's Creek because they're still mm. dating. Doubtful.
0: No, he's why, a nice guy.
2: Why did, you say, why did you ruin this for the listeners? Just tell them that it was that was like fifteen actress. years ago. Yeah, and they're still in love. He was still with uh what's her name, Sorry Cruz's
1: mom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think if you couldn't name the show, you probably can't name another cast member. She was
0: in the Batman movie for too. Listeners, I'm
1: three beers deep, <laughs> drinking. I drinking, her I'm drinking watermelon, watermelon beer. That's delicious. Oh yeah, Whitbeer. beer. Yeah, if you're listening and it's hot where you live. It's called Hell or High Water Melon Wheat Beer. Highly recommended. Get a can of like some artisanal-looking cool beer.
0: Mm.
2: My mm. my favorite summer beer of this season for yeah. sure. I'm not I'm a big not... fruity beer man, no, but no, this agree.
1: one is. But I'm I've been full-fledged fruity beer. <laughs> I had, I had like a passion fruit oh, yeah. sour and a few days ago they're when, they're when I picked you up. Those was mm. also
0: pretty good and I'm not a big passion. and a low it. alcohol content too for a sour, very rare eh not that you rare say like
1: that, like, you say that like it's a good thing
0: it is a good thing because you want a summertime beer to be sessionable and you want to drink maybe three or four and not get uh, hammer drunk which is how I feel because this must not <laughs> this must not be are you feeling hammer beer. drunk no it's 4.9 you're also
1: using your laptop as a
2: beer stand <laughs> I have
0: <laughs> a case on it in case never did me wrong shout out to in case oh I well, yes. Are they still around?
2: We're looking for sponsorship from Incase as well as Hell or oh. High Watermelon. If this, you're listening, this seems
0: like a wrap it up t- time. Right do you here. want to wrap it up? No, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know how we do doing on time. We're we're an hour in. we trailing. So what? We have more to go. What's okay oh, to bring to
2: somebody's house when you're cooking at somebody else's place? You can't prep at your own place. What's okay to bring over to cook with? And like, what makes you look like an idiot by bringing way too much? And what makes you look a hero for finishing that dish with it? Oh jeez! So, like, you bring the mojahete, you look like an idiot, or are you a hero? <laughs> you bring your own food processor because you don't know if they have one. You look like an idiot. Yes. Garlic press, citrus press, salad spinner. These are all items that I find very consistently at other people's homes that I find intrinsic to my own. Company. Okay,
1: I've got it. So oh, you're saying, so Andre, you <laughs> have you have a very well stocked kitchen of pretty much every cooking item that you could imagine for I,
2: the most I part. don't have, I borrow uh, your sous vide
0: lots of tools I don't have
2: a sous vide and I would say that I have a lot of items none of them are kind of fad items like I, I don't, don't have like yeah but yeah they're no you don't
0: you don't
1: have like dumb fad unitasker gimmick items you have like but a, I do
2: have a pretty well stocked a
1: chef's kitchen you have like if I was going to go to any of my friends houses to cook a meal it would be yours because all the things yeah. that I need like I know that your whisk is going to be a great whisk, and I know that wow. your spatula is going to be a great spatula.
2: It's like the biggest compliment I, I, I've ever gotten. All of your
0: cookware is yeah. going to be like some tight ass all clad. The first you know, thing that pop stuff. in my head: uh, a mandolin. If you, not everyone has a mandolin. A good Mandolin's mandolin, a, a good window. mandy is is real nice
2: because it's also you can't you can't make certain things without it. You yeah. can't you can't have knife skills that's when you niche. really need a mandolin that's mm-hmm. that good.
0: Plus, one that you know well so you don't like bust up your knuckles is is kind of nice. So you can make yep. a good case. Like, oh, this is the one I use every time I slice things well, thinly. Well, for sure.
1: You know? I agree with yeah. that. But for me, the thing that I've found... It's also
2: small not super obnoxious.
0: Well, hopefully it's small. If you have a good one, it's small. If you have a big one, bring you're a yoker. the food processor. Bring the Ben Reiner.
2: The bring, Ben Reiner is the, mm-hmm. the only mandolin you should be buying off bring of the Amazon.
1: the But yeah, bringing a food processor to, processor to someone's house is... That's a that's a, that's, a long, that's, a that's a that's a long. It's a long play. That's that's a it's reaching, yeah. but the the solution to this problem that I found because that happens to me all the time where like, dinner party at someone's house. I'm gonna I have like this elaborate dish in my mind that I want to prepare, but I also know that they're probably gonna have shitty equipment in their house and they're not gonna have all the stuff that I need, and then my dish is not gonna be ballin' and cool looking like how it would be if I made it at home. And then all the people are going to be like, "Oh, you have a food podcast. It's it's better be a good no, geez, meal." And then you and that. then it sucks. And, and then, your then you're pressure. like, you, "You ain't that slick after all, bro." Deli cups, deli cups, yeah. Go to Amazon.com. Get the two cup deli cups. You can buy like a hundred of them for whatever. all you know, just like the little plastic clear cups that have the lids. That all kitchens use. You can also get some of the bigger ones. They come in different packs.
0: It's like 24-ounce, 16-ounce, 8-ounce.
1: Make sure you read the reviews and get the right one that has the highest reviews because some of them are going to be cheaper and flimsier than the others. Make sure you get the good, solid brand. And they're so cheap that if you get drunk at your friend's house and you don't bring them back, much like a Tupperware, it doesn't matter. Like You don't care if you leave them at your house. So... Do all of your prep at home with all of your cool things, with your mandolin, with your food processor, and then just bring it all in those little deli cups, just like how a kitchen would do. You mise don't have plus. to. You don't have to put. Yeah, your your, your mise en place. You don't have to put a piece of tape on it and write it with a sharpie. Carrots. You better date that. Seven fourteen two thousand fifteen or whatever it is.
2: What about the salad spinner? You spin I mean home. I use it I use it yeah but if you're gonna if you're gonna like make a salad for another three hours. I mean like do you really want a Ziploc bag spun lettuce? And also if you're blanching vegetables,
0: I find it such a great way Oh never bring a salad spinner to someone's house. Never. No, I just would show I've up. I've never Not done that either. I think I think prior. this
1: should be I think this should be the rule of thumb. If the dish that you're bringing to somebody else's house can't be made completely at home and then packaged in deli cups and brought to the house, then it's not a dish that you should but be you should be making. But when
2: you've got that when you've got those ingredients from that Sunday trip to the farmers market and you're just like, oh, I just want to eat this tonight and I want other people to eat this tonight." Mm-hmm. Well, invite
1: then you need invite then them then to your cribs. then you need to then you either invite party. them to your house yeah. or you find a new way to repurpose those ingredients into a dish that'll make more sense.
0: Yeah, those are your parameters.
1: parameters. Those are the fun parameters. Yeah, yeah, There's up a the reason in-
2: I don't go on chopped. Just trying to make my food. <laughs> yeah. done. I know, I know. But like this is a, this is a real thing. So is it like if it can't fit in your pocket, like garlic press? Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Mm, no, because you can you can troubleshoot you
2: that. You can oh, no. smash no, it. There's you ways around it. I know you can smash and turn to a paste, but it's not going to be exactly what I want. I mean, well, like, that's yeah, okay. It's you right should be able parameters to. are
1: good. With the deli cups. You should have to bring nothing to your right. house, your well, friend's t- house.
2: That's true. Deli cups, that's in, true. In
1: theory, if you use the deli I'm cup method, you the, should have to bring nary
2: a uh, utensil. I don't want the tools to be a crutch. I'm just saying, like, there's a reason they've been invented. Yeah. No,
1: that's, the tools are a crutch. They've been invented because they are the best. And then you use them at home, and then you you uh, you mandolin your fennel, and you put it in a deli cup, and you put yeah. it in your in mm-hmm. your little... Trader Joe's bag if
0: you, and off you go. If you gotta throw like a wet paper towel in there to keep it fresh, then so be it. Plus, like, I'm not trying yeah. to leave my Mandy somewhere. I'm not trying to leave my knife somewhere. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm not whenever leave I go to dinner, dinner party, I want, to, I want it to stay put. The
1: Stewart brothers are getting faded and x rated.
0: Yeah, what's, what's, <laughs> going, <crap. laughs> what's
1: going on with the knife?
2: Do you bring the knife? Uh, do you bring that knife and hide it, not make a big deal out of it, I slip ch- it back in the bag. No, you don't bring the knife because Depends all. where I'm going.
1: Of, you do all of your chopping. Yeah, you Unless do. it's like a dish where you like. Like you need a, I don't know. Like the I mean, only th- if
2: you're bringing the actual meat that you're cooking, that's yeah, the only other thing. Like if you if you
1: acceptable. are like sous sousuing a steak and grilling it to perfection, and you go to your friend's house and they have like a shitty Kmart knife, that's like, you know, like cutting with a screwdriver, you could ruin your whole meal. Yes, yeah, that's very true. Or if you're roasting a whole chicken or something, I was like just that.
2: thinking if you have to break down a chicken in a nice way, and, you
1: that's know, tough. You- yeah. Well, that Depends is so. Where
0: you going? If it's a good homie, then you just. Yeah, but like bring your for, good
1: life. but it's also a personal preference thing. Like for me, I like to show up pretty loosey goosey. Yeah. Like to go. I like to go in
2: undetected. It's nice to not ask for a single thing
1: with my delis. Yeah. Make my whole shit. You know, destroy the competition, and then, <laughs> and then I leave the delis. And go. So they wake up the next morning and remember how how tight I was.
2: You came over for Fourth of July, and. Those Korean hot dogs destroyed, and all those ingredients were in deli cups. Everything in a deli. Yep.
1: I fried onions at home. I had a new fry me- onion frying me- or shallots. Shallots.
2: What's the new shallot frying method?
1: I braised the shallots in milk for ten minutes.
0: That makes sense. What? Pull them out. How does that I make keep sense? Saying that, God. Yeah. How does that make sense?
1: That the, it's it's the Vietnamese method. Yeah. I
2: didn't know that. I did not know that either. But I was doing
1: research on how to make the perfect crispy sh- fried you, shallot.
2: Well, it's like getting me this on 4th like, of July.
1: It's like soaking you your
2: ch- dog I raise these for 10 minutes in milk. You should know this. Because that's how stunting I am.
1: It's
0: like soaking your chicken in buttermilk prior. You know, you got no, like no, 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 no.
1: This, no, this is the analogy. It's the double fried French fry. Right. You cook it at first on low heat, pull them out, drain, and then you flash fry on high heat to crisp them up. It's I the same thing with the onion or the shallot. I
0: think it's going to have fat.
1: So you either have – I mean the milk is just added for like a flavor and richness and right. de- and depth. But, but it, the
2: texture is already soft, which is going to make it crispier on the outside easier but completely cooked. Yes.
1: So you cook it. You braise it in milk on a low heat. You can add a little salt and pepper or some chili flake, whatever you want to add in to add a little more flavor. Braise it on low heat in the milk for 8 to 10 minutes. Pull <laughs> them out. Strain them. Dry them out completely on paper towels for like an hour. Let them chill, and then fill up your little
0: pot or
1: what, a pan of oil and get it ripping hot. Could you
0: not reduce that milk with something and make a nice little sauce out of it? Afterwards,
1: yeah, you, can you the milk could You probably could. You definitely could. could. You drank, could make a little something with some it. of the milk, and it tasted like shallots. That and sounds it's delicious. Jamming, yeah, yeah,
0: that could be. Not, I wasn't teasing. That'd you be know, really I nice.
1: would use to make that. A uh, a savory onion tart, maybe, or yeah, a, like sure. some yeah, type of sure. savory onion panna quiche
2: situation. You'd be blanching in a heavier fat content dairy, so you'd be It'd blanching be in like some mm-hmm. some half and half or some yeah. Like some and the thing to watch out for when you're blanching in
1: milk is you can't get it too hot, or else no, you'll start want it separating. Get funky, for sure. It'll, it'll, one, it'll scorch, and two, you'll get the milk solids forming. And then when you're straining the That's the shallots is. out. You'll, you got curds in it. It's it like just curds cheese in cheese after a while too. But then that's if some good. of those curds accidentally get flash fried with your shallots, well, this is like the pro tip of the night. Daddy don't, Daddy don't mind. Yeah. So you, yeah, you get your little pot of oil ripping hot, and then you fry it for sixty seconds, and then you're done. Come out, hit the paper towel, and you want to pull them out just before they get golden brown because they'll keep cooking a little bit. That's true. Hit it with a little sea salt, and then boom, you're done. Don't scorch them. But you, if you don't have any milk, you can also just use the same oil, low heat, and just kind of do a low heat oil right. oil cook. And then save that oil. Take that oil, pour it into a deli cup after it cools down. And you have really good, flavorful shallot oil, but it has to be stored in the refrigerator because well, if you it has salt.
2: You could poach in the stock, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, yeah, experiment with whatever you're poaching with. And hit that. See, the
0: whole point is roundabout. It's like show up and, and, and use your tools and maybe it'll change your dish idea. And don't want to be stuck with the, the, the dish that's in your no, mind when I, you leave I, your house. And it's good to have parameters and could, could uh, be a catalyst to a new idea. It's fun.
1: And it also depends on whose house you're going to. Yeah. Like yeah. on Fourth of July, when I went over to your guys' thing, I knew that if I didn't have something, you, whatever I needed would be there. Right. That's but true. if I'm going over to somebody else's house who I don't know or somebody who I do know who sucks at cooking and has a <laughs> shitty kitchen, then I will come in <laughs> completely prepared. Like I were to the point where if I was dropped in the middle of a, a forest, I could still make yeah. my meal very yeah, that's tight. true
0: bring your own terry cloth towel yeah it works bring yeah, your own bring frying your,
1: pan don't bring your own towel to the kitchen, dinner party either no don't do that
0: <clears throat> no no no
1: well deli cups braising shallots that's all we've gained from today then that's that's good <laughs>
0: that's enough those are two very good tips who needs sure. a guest
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who needs a guest but Talking we will we tips. have some
1: guests lined up for future yeah, episodes one. don't worry
0: yeah, shit. they're gonna our be our great.
2: Our friend Scott Moser is gonna be on pretty soon. Oh, next couple
1: of weeks, I think. Scott Moser podcast royalty.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, also a great guy royalty.
0: Yeah, he's a very very solid nice man. chap. He's got a great name too. It is just straight up and down. Up. Yeah, we got him coming
1: out. We have our friend Kevin who's the GM at Bloodsows, and he used to do Son of a Gun and Oyster, the Grand Central Oyster spot that's in, him. that's so cool in great. manhattan who's a maniac with food and he's <laughs> he's, a, he's very cool and Chase then also
0: sponge our friend uh fernando from Weta is going to be coming on yeah. too maybe mitch mitch from Monte 52 my favorite sandwich spot in the east side on the east side on the east side and if you're still listening to this
1: thank you yeah um <laughs> the stewpodcast.com has all the episodes and if you are a fan of the show, please tell a friend. Give us a nice rating and review on iTunes. That's all we ask for this cool free podcast that we give you guys every week. You can follow me on social media at them ThemJeans. Mm-hmm. Stewie is at... Stew Stewart Instagram, Stewie Stewart on Twitter. Andre Conaparo has zero social media. Don't have any. Still, still mm-hmm. to the state. And that's the way we like him. No telling. You can also listen to my I other podcast, mentioned. Tall Tales. And you can also listen to my Apple Music beats one show money pizza respect sundays at 3 p.m
2: pacific which is fantastic but the outro is getting longer and longer <laughs> yeah. the credits keep growing I have too many accolades which is uh, fantastic also tells- is. the uh the uh, beats one show is fantastic
1: thank you
0: thank you very much make some guac with peas people and let us know how you feel <laughs> yeah out. make some guac with peas let us know how it goes and make them fresh go to the farmer's market they're in season get yourself some snap peas son do it. Ooh, okay. get it don't get that frozen well suey
1: i will i will give you the same challenge I before didn't... we pod next week make some pee a mole make some pee pee mole and let's see how
0: it goes <laughs> you might not you might not want me to do that
1: okay you. thanks for listening guys bye, bye. bye.